Hey guys, hey, welcome to another episode of Dynasty Queens. And I'm your girl, Nia J. Woo woo. So before we get started today, guys, I did want to send out a shout out to our sponsor, Social Media Blast Off. With Social Media Blast Off, it's a service that's going to just take your social media platforms to the next level. Whether you're an artist, music artist, visual entrepreneur, social media influencer, whatever it is that you do on social media, they got you covered. They uh, specialize with Spotify, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Apple Music, whatever you're looking for, they've got you covered. So check them out at socialmediablastoff.net. Go ahead and scan that QR code right underneath and save 30% off today. So for today, guys, we have the lovely Danielle Jeter in the building. Let's hey, give it up to you. Thank you so much for having me today. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So Danielle, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, wow. Uh, where do you want me to start? Okay. So I'm originally from Philadelphia. I currently live in Miami, Florida. And um, I am a entrepreneur. I'm also a professional speaker. And um, yeah, so I've been in business for 15 years. Nice. Very good. good. So if you could tell us a little bit about your business and what it is that you do exactly um, with that business. Okay, so I help holistic CEOs scale their businesses to six, seven, and eight figures. Um, This is a mastermind. It's called Meetup to Millions Mastermind. And so uh, we have quarterly events that take place currently in Miami, Florida. And we're looking to also expand and take them to our very next destination, which is going to be Accra, Ghana. But essentially, I come and, and what I've done with pretty much package together, piece together, bring together my years of experience in entrepreneurship, starting at 19 years old as a student at Spelman College. And through all of the lessons, the strategies, the resources, the tactics, the networks, the ups, the downs, pretty much putting all of that together and imparting that on aspiring entrepreneurs, those who are either in launch phase or startup phase, or those who are even existing. So my passion behind doing this was uh, to be on a mission to help 1,000 businesses really scale their operations to multi-million dollar, and for those who want to hit the billions, to go to that level. Um, I found when doing research and really having opportunities to, at first, service these organizations as a publicist doing PR and branding, that people really struggled in in a number of areas, one of which is having uh, no marketing strategy, um, inconsistent cash flow, really not building a brand or knowing how to brand themselves and being a one person show. All of those things stifle your growth and it won't allow you to come out of startup phase or launch phase to go into the next phase of business. And so I wanna see more women owned and black owned businesses actually become medium sized to large sized businesses. So I've decided to go ahead and and create this learning environment, this learning community for all of us. I do get on YouTube often and I did notice that you do have um, a channel as well, Women in Media, correct? I do, I do have a media company, yes. Yes. Tell us a little bit more about women in media. 
Sure. So Women in Media was founded in 2009, and our entire mission is to empower, equip, and encourage women to own their voices. And so over the years, we have brought women together uh, for leadership opportunities, for conferences, and the whole mission is that we see more women who are owning media, who are in leadership of media, and who are in the decision-making positions when it comes to all facets of broadcast, all facets mm -hmm. of media making. Um, and so this community was birthed um, out of an experience that I personally had when I came back to Philadelphia as a student, graduated from Spelman College, went back home to Philly, and went to a film screening about our art scene, which only had one woman represented in the film. So that was back in like 2008. Mm -hmm. Well, no, I graduated in 2010. So mm -hmm. my years are all mixed up because now I'm talking about another business. Okay, so Women in Media was actually founded in 2012. My my first business was founded in 2009. So around 2013 or so, um, I went to this film screening and I was really taken back by what I saw. And so I was like, we have to do something to remind women to own their voices. And it just didn't sit right with me, especially being a Spelman woman, coming from an institution that like, highly regards and the whole environment is around building up women who are leaders who are going to change the world. And so with that experience, I began to do my own research. And what I found in the market was that it was what I saw and what I felt was actually going on. There was a lack of leadership from women. There was a lack of us actually being in ownership positions and women were pretty much on the menu and not really at the tables. And there was a lot of like discrimination um, not full representation, also just just abuse of women in the industry. And so that literally was us simmering up to the Me Too movement. And then here comes Me Too, right? Mm -hmm. So um, that organization was founded, you know, for that cause. And so we still, we, we have made a lot of progress in this space of media, but there's still a lot of room for us to grow and there's still spaces for us um, to go to. So that is Women in Media Global. Love it. Love it. What would you think are some of like the main challenges? Because that what you're taking on is, first of all, it's very selfless. So mm -hmm. I, it's very commendable. So I have to, you know, give you your props on that. But what would you say is the hardest part about trying to be an advocate or a voice for, you know, these professional women? Like what's the hardest thing you come across so far, especially with the Me Too movement involved? I would say pairing the resources with the vision. The vision is huge. And so if we had, you know, um, the, the level of like support and, and monetization and monetary gain behind what we need to do, we would be able to blast that mission off a little bit further, a little bit wider, a little bit faster. So I would say that is the, the biggest barrier, mm -hmm. the access that to the resources. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Now, do you hold conferences like in, where you are based in Miami, or do you actually do stuff in Philadelphia as well? Our our last conference that Women in Media hosted was in Philly, and so we okay. did we did seven seven or eight conferences, but they were all held in Philadelphia. And then the year that I was planning to expand and do the conference in another state, that's when COVID hit, and it was going to mm -hmm. actually be in South Florida. And then COVID hit. And so since then, we've had like small gatherings and a lot of virtual meetings and hoping to bring back that 
big annual conference someday soon in the future. That's okay. wonderful. Love it. Love to hear it. You're doing some big things. <laughs> so talk a little bit about um some of the um, looks like you've been on some YouTube channels and stuff, and you've done some speaking for some other organizations as well. So I know, for example, I saw something about the Sean um, Combs um, Association. Can you go into a little bit of detail about that and some of the other ones you've worked with? Yes. So last year, the Black Enterprise hosted their Entrepreneurship Summit in Philadelphia. And um, mm -hmm. I also, I work with them and they gave me a, a great invitation opportunity to actually be on stage. So I hosted a fireside chat called um, How to Build a Million Dollar Brand or like the business behind building a million dollar business. And uh -huh. on that panel was Dia Sims. And Dia is actually one of the biggest women that was behind Sean Diddy Combs Enterprises, and she was monumental in building the company to where it is today. Uh, she was with the company for about 15 or 20 so years, um, another Black woman in media, and she was on that panel. So I was able to talk to her along with two mm -hmm. other panelists about the experience and what it was like to to be Diddy's right hand. You know, she pretty much ran his operations, ran his companies, helped expand his companies. So she is certainly like a force to be reckoned with, highly regarded um, in the space of like business and also, I mean, all facets because he has multiple companies and she was at the realm of helping him to get to where he is today. So that was that was a beautiful experience that I had just being there with giants uh, who are in business, who are um, just growing brands. And also LeBron James' business partner was another person that I had the opportunity to interview on that panel. So it was just a great moment. That's huge. That's huge. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Like me, you're doing really amazing things. Um, you know, for, for me, like I like to look at, you know, motivational speakers as well. And I did notice that you um, were affiliated with TED Talk as well, which is monumental. So congratulations to you on that. Um, Thank how was you. That, experience for that was a really great experience. It was in Atlanta, Georgia. And my TED Talk, I mean, I fell in love with the process of actually coming up with what I was going to speak about. So one thing about me, mm -hmm. like when it comes to opportunities that I have to like professionally speak, hit a stage or whatever the case might be, I am like an over-preparer. I am going to research. I'm going to write out my thoughts. I'm going to prepare my speech. I'm going to sit with other advisors and get their feedback on. I'm going to practice that. And so I come with that level of like focus and excellence and commitment. And as mm -hmm. I continue to dig into my speech, of the, the idea that I wanted to convey with with TED Talk, I was just in awe of like, this is a message that the world really needs to hear. And it was simply about the fact that we need to invest in buying black owned media. And I talked about having the media foundation and how Dr. Claude Anderson, um, he's a giant, you know, in our generation, he's one of our elders, but he has something called the five story economic house. And one of the foundations of those five stories is the media foundation. And I was just like, this is just confirmation that I'm on the right path, that like what I feel and what we should be doing and how we should own our voices and ownership and media matters. And so the passion yeah. behind uh, being able to like cultivate that speech, reading a couple books, gather my thoughts, 
spitting out facts, um, even going back to the fact that, like, you know, all of media in America today is owned by five companies. And those five companies mm-hmm. are led by, like, five rich black uh, white men. You know, so that right there shows, like, if you look at, like, mainstream media and where where the messaging is, where we're going, it's not by mm-hmm. chance or coincidence. It's literally a plan that these five yeah. companies are, like, galvanizing around our narratives, removing narratives, not have representation. And so the media is a very strong medium. And so like I applaud you ladies too for having your own show and like putting, you know, the the sweat equity behind creating, you know, your own company. Like this is the beginning of a media company, like podcasting, you know, for sure. So it was it was a great experience and I just want that message to continue to just go forth. For sure. I love it. You seem to radiate like a lot of positivity and you seem to be very passionate about what it is that you do. Um, so where do you think you got some of that energy from? Can you um, maybe reminisce about a mentor or maybe a family member that, you know, kind of put it all into perspective for you? That's a really good question. You know, I would <laughs> say that like uh, I'm very rooted in God. And so everything that I do, you know, comes from um, that root foundation and having my core yeah. values, like really grounded and being a woman of faith, a woman of integrity, a, you know, a woman of God. And so um, with that being said, that my mother has always stared me in that particular direction to kind of have mm-hmm. a to have a safe haven and a foundation to fall back on. And, you know, what really drives me and, and what I'm passionate about, one of which is like theater and dance and art. And I've allowed that to really, you know, lead my life and to allow me to make the decisions that I have for my life, which is really unique because, you know, we're taught to like, oh, you make decisions based off of like what you got to do to make to like survive and thrive. But like, I honestly believe that you're going to survive and thrive based off of the things that bring you joy and bring you happiness because you don't need a lot of stuff to be happy. You don't need to be any particular area. You don't need to look a certain way, be a certain thing. You don't need any of that. You just need contentment, you know, to be happy and to, to be joyful. And so, you know, those are some of the things where, you know, where my, my root comes from for sure. I love, I love it. That. I love to hear it. I love that. <laughs> so, Danielle, I, I have a personal question as well. Um, since I know you are from Philly, um, why Miami? What what made you really just settle down in Miami? These are really great questions. So I got to Miami three years ago, and it was mm-hmm. literally no plan of my own. I was traveling back and forth between Philadelphia and South Florida, maybe like once a month or so, because I actually was servicing some clients in the area. So at the time mm-hmm. I was I was operating my public relations agency called AOI. And that work brought me here. So when the news of COVID hit, you know, Super Bowl had just taken place in Miami. So we yeah. had the activations with Rap Snacks. Um, we did uh, Trina, Rick Ross. So we were just kind of doing our thing. And um, when I was here, I was staying to then prepare for more activations for Women's Month, which was, you know, a week and a half later. So the news of COVID hit and I got it while I was here on the ground. And we were like, oh, Trump's like, we got to quarantine. I'm like, all right, well, I'm like, Philly, Florida, like, I'm already here. And I was just like, Florida, I'll just stay, you know? So I just, <laughs> I, 
<laughs> I stayed, you know, I was able to get set up in a nice home in Fort Lauderdale. I was able to grab a car and I just fell in love with the area, with the environment. And prior to, like, I hadn't thought about it. Like I would come to Florida and I would do my business and, you know, we would hang out and then I would just go back home. Like yeah. I was pretty, pretty happy and content in Philly. I, I literally was not thinking about moving. So when uh-huh. I did move, it was like, wow, I really like it here. It's such a healthy environment. And I, I began to like grow and heal in areas of my life that I didn't even know I needed it, you know? So I, I honestly feel as if like God gave me what I didn't even know that I needed, you know? And right. he, yeah. he like, I feel like I'm on like this extended trip, like this extended vacation <laughs> where he's just like leading, like, come on, like, take my hand and let me show you something. And yeah. every area of my life in, is better in Florida. I'm physically better, mentally better. I am emotionally better. I am financially better. My business is better. My lifestyle is better. Everything is better. Like it was just like a 10,000% upgrade. I was just like, oh, thank you. You know, thank you God for this. So I've just right. learned to embrace it. Um, and I eventually, at one point I had a place in Philly in a place here uh-huh. in Miami. And when I felt like, okay, I can make this home, I can find a home, I can do this. I let yeah. go of my apartment in Philadelphia. And I say, you know what, I'm just going, mm-hmm. I'm going to do it. And I love it. Like, it doesn't matter where I'm coming from. No, no, doesn't matter. I could be coming from anywhere in the world. But when I, you know, I'm flying back into the Miami International Airport. It's just like, I love it. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm going back home. Like, I love this. So it's been a blessing. <laughs> I love that for you. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's beautiful. It seems like you have, you know, the best of both worlds. You yes. always have your Philly home and then you've made your own home in Miami. Yes, so, exactly. Um, so I know you said that God is a, a center part of your life. And so I, I have a question though. So out of all of the um, female businesses that you've worked with and tried to, um, you know, uplift and put on the financial game, who have you seen make the biggest turnaround for the better? A um, you can just oh, the, like the, hmm. You know what? That's a really good question. And like being in business for so long, I've done work with so many people. Let's see the biggest, the biggest. Are like a really success, success, success story. Like they stuck to your plan, your vision. Yeah. They manifest, they put it to work, they put in the work, the sweat equity, like you said, um, and now they're, you know, literally high life. They're living a high life. Just, you know, an example of, you know, or maybe a few, you know. So I will share that Women in Media Global is comprised of like members and women who subscribe to us. And we had a leadership council for two or three years and we had like different classes, maybe like 20 something people in the classes. So those were women that I was able to work extremely close with on a weekly basis and actually see their growth and track their growth. And the the most beautiful thing about women in media is that people really came in and embraced the sisterhood. They embraced the brand and what we're about and they utilized it to, to catapult their careers. So we have women who came in as interns at the radio station who's now on the news, NBC10, um, Anya Lachelle. Wow. She's now on the news. And she started out, I remember she was an intern, and she came to our organization for an opportunity. And she asked if she could speak and if she could do these things. And we constantly provide those opportunities. There's another young lady named Cheyenne Anthony. 
I Cheyenne was graduating from college and, and began to intern at different media houses around Philadelphia, left the city, mm-hmm. came back, and now she's at Fox 29 on the news. We have um, wow. another young woman named Kendra James, who just so happens to be my best friend, who I've seen grow from a college student all the way now to her career. And she has sat in a multiple positions within our company and has continued to grow. And now she is the marketing manager at the new design district down um, the new gallery that they transform in Center City, Philly. Now she's the marketing manager over that entire mall. So these women have been able to like utilize the women in media brand to grow, to, to, to reach the goals that they have for their careers and utilize us as referrals and resources and references in order to do so. And it's just countless examples of that, of like how yeah. I've seen people come in and now they've gone on. Several of my interns now have their own businesses that they started. Most people come around me. If you stick around me long enough, you probably gonna launch a business. You're going you gonna to end up being an entrepreneur. <laughs> I love to hear it. Mm-hmm. So you definitely have um, the credit, the work to show, you know, for what you've been doing. So that's yeah. pouring into people. Just, yeah, just pouring, pouring in, just giving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm here for it, for sure. <laughs> what is one of the most memorable moments uh, just in PR and what you do? Like, what is the absolute most memorable moment that you can remember? So I have so many memorable moments, but a really big moment that helped build my career was when I was able to share the stage with Master P. And, you know, not as a moderator or MC, but actually I was there on the panel being interviewed next to Master P. That was an opportunity that I didn't even see coming. And Mm -hmm. so I was actually, a lot of times I get two contracts, it's so dope. So I'll get a contract to like be behind the scenes to maybe do the marketing, to do the event production, to do the media production. And then I'll get a contract to also be a speaker on the stage. So when I first got the contract, I was just, Women in Media was the higher media production company. We also was doing PR for the event and we were working behind the scenes, putting the show together. And then one day we were on the call and they were like, oh, we actually have one more open spot for a panelist. And we would like to invite Miss Danielle Page Jeter to be on the panel. I was like, what? You know? So then, it was like such a cute moment. I didn't see it coming, but you know, that was that was great. And I have that as one of my affirmations that I say every morning. It's like a picture on my phone with a series. And it's me manifesting to myself. So I'm sitting next to Master P on the couch. And it says, I am a highly paid successful speaker making 15K plus on the circuit, New York Times bestselling author and changing lives. And when I see that and I see me sitting next to Master P, I'm just like, I'm on the right track. Like, it's going to happen. Like, I'm in the right room, you know? Yeah, for sure. I'm sure your family's very proud of you as well. Sure. They're proud. They're very proud. They're like, what's she going to do next? Where's she going to go? Right. my mom's like, where are you at? I, I can never tell where you are. I'm like, oh, I'm home. <laughs> but they're, they're, I think they're at the point where it's like, I never, I never cease to amaze them. They're just, they expect the next greatest thing right, from me. Yeah. I think they're just used to, you know, me just being this overachiever, not even overachiever, just someone who just go, I just go get it. Like, what we need, I'm right, going to go yeah. get it. <laughs> I love the 
it's energy. Yeah, well, that's a that's it's also it's a really good question, um, or to lead into. So, what is what is next? What are you working on, Danielle? So next is really the mastermind. You know, I've decided to uh, pour into the business owners in a, a bigger way, you know, because for so mm -hmm. long I was the PR and the events and I was doing the branding, which is amazing. I've honed my expertise in that area, but now I'm in mm -hmm. such a season of overflow. Like I have more to say than just PR. I could talk to you more you know, about more other areas of your business, because I've been able to start a lot of businesses, help businesses grow, scale businesses, hit multiple six figures. And I did it from the bottom with no business credit, like at 19, like just doing my thing, you know, so that is where I'm at now wanting to really expand on on bigger platforms and, and be able to share and also um, on the other side, being that highly successful speaker, making 15K plus on the circuit and a New York Times bestselling author. So I'm pretty much investing more into me being the brand, me, you know, being out more um, as opposed to being behind the brands and building behind mm -hmm. the brand. So I'm coming out as a subject matter expert. I'm coming out um, being able to like teach and speak and mentor and consult. Um, and help people move in that direction. So um, that's why I'm grateful, you know, for this opportunity to be here on your platform. So thank you for extending the invite. For sure. Thank you for joining us. Yes. Yes. You know what I'm we love that. <laughs> Absolutely. So I do want to just go and take a little side swipe over to just your personal life a little bit, Danielle. Um, what are some of your hobbies? What do you like to do in your free time? So I am a nature enthusiast. I like nature bathe and do nature therapy like every day, which is going back to the story of me moving to Miami. Like I didn't know what I needed, but I definitely needed the sun. I needed this nature. I needed the water and the, the, just the beautiful environment. Um, so I spend a lot of time at the park. I'm always just meditating at the park talking to God, enjoying the animals, <laughs> and people watching. <laughs> like, it's, it's really a thing that I get into on a daily basis. I love that. I love travel. So um, if you check out my Instagram page at DP Jeter, you're going to be like, where's this girl at now? Like, where where are you? You know? <laughs> I'm on the next excursion. <laughs> on the next, you know? So I love to travel. Um, I love fine dining. I love wine. I love, I mean, I'm into it, you know, like I will travel to like find the finest of the finest wines. I love dancing. Um, and, you know, I've been dancing since I was a little girl and I actually graduated mm -hmm. from Spelman with a degree in theater arts and dance. So I've studied jazz, oh, wow. studied African dance, I've studied ballet. So I love it. I love dancing. I love music. I love concerts. Mm -hmm. I love people, you know, I love being at festivals. Yes, <laughs> you know, like I'm a social butterfly, <laughs> literally, literally. That's how we love it. Yes. We love it, we love the energy. Um, tell me one of your favorite places that you have traveled somewhere in the world. My favorite place, I love um, Accra, Ghana. I went to Ghana in December, loved it, loved it. That was amazing, mm -hmm. looking forward to going back. Uh, the people there are beautiful. The culture, obviously, mm -hmm. the music, the men. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Yeah. Some Ghanaians. You know, I, I didn't bring home, I, I kept in touch, you know, I did keep in touch with a lot of them, but, you know, shout out to all the guys. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's a beautiful place, you know, I so it. I really enjoyed it. Right, yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, well, last time I went to Miami, I was just so intrigued with the culture. And I know you said that you have your background in dance and theater and everything. Um, have you like really just captured the essence of like the Cuban culture as well, like dance and the food and the scene out there? I have. So I, I think mm -hmm. I went dancing one time, but definitely the Cuban coffee, um, the the espressos that they oh, do. Yeah. I remember one day I went down to 8th Street. So 8th Street is like um, Little mm -hmm. Havana. And I was like, I'm yes. on a mission to find like the best mojito in Miami today. Like I was just like, I'm going to find the best mojito. <laughs> so I just went, <laughs> went down to 8th Street. It <laughs> was just going mm -hmm. around and just tasting and tasting and tasting. And that was just, that was a lot of fun. So um, I love going down there because it feels like you're in another country. But you're just right here in Miami, you know, it's beautiful. So the food is great. The people are really nice as well. I just, I'm not great with Spanish, so I have to figure that oh. part out. <laughs> you got it, girl. Yeah. She, she probably she got okay with someone who speaks any language. They're going to understand. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so um, what are some of your favorite foods that you like to eat? I love seafood. And... Oh, I've been eating crab legs since I was three. So I'm into oh, yeah. <laughs> I love crab legs. I love fish. I love French fries. French fries. French fries. <laughs> yeah. That one of those really good mojitos, right? <laughs> there you go. Exactly. And, and I make a mean pot of collard greens, okay? So oh. if I get you know, I could bring the collard greens through. We go into anything soul food. I love making collard greens. <laughs> what kind of meat you put in your collard greens, girl? I put smoked turkey. In the, oh. And I put a little bit of bacon. It, it you know, depends on if I'm eating pork that day or not. But sometimes bacon slips in, too. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Good. <laughs> what is something that you would... Uh, tell someone that's a young entrepreneur wanting to get in PR and everything, what's some great advice that you'd like to give someone younger in the younger generation? So what has really catapulted my career in public relations is my ability to build relationships and to network. That is going to be a secret weapon in the industry because really when you hire a publicist, you are, really entrusting us and paying us for the relationship value that we bring to the table because relationships is currency that's another form of currency Absolutely. right if i can make a phone call on your behalf if i can send a message send an email on your behalf to make a move for your for your company to create an opportunity for your brand that's valuable in the space where it's so busy it's so loud um, it's so much going on in the space of media when you are dealing with journalists and editors and reporters and, and owners because they get so many messages every single day. But right. if you have a relationship and you're able to get past all of the noise, 
and get a response, hold a conversation that's viable. And so as a publicist, we have to invest in building those relationships and you do have to just be serious about it. Put a strategy behind it. Put yourself out there and be consistent with it and know that like you also can't jeopardize or burn those relationships for nobody. Mm-hmm. Because the moment you mess up an opportunity to have a relationship with somebody, the industry is small, you know, so yeah. your reputation is going to speak for you. Your name is going to precede you, whether that's positive or negative. Right. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you could tell us about someone that you feel um, possibly could have taken heed to your advice a little bit better. You don't have to, you know, give any names or anything. And kind of like how them not listening to you kind of, you know, the turnout is not where it could be, but you kind of, you kind of warned them and you were like, well, you know, I do suggest you do it this way. Um, and then are you still working with that person and helping them get back on track? Or do you just like wash your hands of that type of situation? Yes, we can talk about these red flag clients. Okay, so a red flag client is definitely someone who cannot take direction and who will not trust your expertise at the table. Mm -hmm. So my question is, since you already know how to get it done and you know PR, why you call my phone? You don't you don't need me. Go on and do it yourself. Like, right. <laughs> you're not doing me no favors. I'm the one lending my influence to you. I'm the one lending my relationships and my contacts to you. If you had the lead to Essence, you wouldn't be on my phone. Yeah. But since you're on my phone, you should be able to be a coachable client. You should be able to take mm-hmm. my lead on things and you should be able to trust my expertise at the table. So people who, you know, prove themselves to know too much or yeah. the fact that they 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 don't want to take the lead on my strategy is not the type of client that I want to work with. I have right. no problems with sending you a letter saying, I appreciate you, but this is not going to work out because right. as a publicist, I have to create ROI on your investment. And yeah. if you don't allow me the space to be creative and to, and to move my strategy on your behalf, you're not going to get the ROI. You're mm-hmm. not going to get those media placements done. So, uh, you know, red flag clients are those who also only want to be on certain media outlets. Mm-hmm. Bro, nobody checking for you. You just created this app. Don't nobody know. Don't nobody know who you are. You're not yeah. Oprah. You're not Beyonce. You're not Diddy. Nobody checking for you. So uh-huh. we have to build a house. And you right. got to start somewhere. You got to start with local media. You got to start with the smaller media outlets. You have to build the foundation so that I can actually show these media companies, hey, check out this potential. They just did an interview at X, Y, and Z. You can see them. You can hear them. You can experience their message. But if we, don't, we like, you just can't come out of nowhere and be like, you built this app and you don't have a name. Don't I know who you are? And you think you're about to go straight to Essence. I, that, I don't, that's, that's not going to work. That's just not right. how that's just not how it goes. You have to build right. from somewhere. And so those clients who, you know, want to turn down interviews because they think the outlet is too small for them mm-hmm. are the ones that I'm just gonna be like, Well, I'm sorry, you should probably find another person to work with. But I appreciate your business. Yeah. <laughs> I like that because you're pretty much teaching your clients up front or setting the expectation that yes. you can't skate around and you have to go through it just like everybody else. 
So I appreciate, and you seem to be a very straightforward person. So I'm sure it's gotten you pretty far in your career as well. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and that's, that has like really been so awesome for my business, like being able to have that, you set those working relationships in the beginning. Like you set the tone of like, this is how we operate business. This is how we do our thing. This is how we move our strategy. This is, this is how it goes. And it just, it just saves a lot of time, you know? And I've learned that over the years because, you know, sometimes publicists, like when they're younger and when they're starting out, they're newer, they feel as if they have to like do all the things that these clients tell them to do. And I'm just like, uh -huh. bro, I don't work for you. So like <laughs> we work together, we either gonna that's figure hard. out a working environment or we just not gonna work. Like that's, right, that's what right. it is, you know? Like yeah. you don't have to like do all of these things for these clients unless you like you got a million dollars behind all these ads if you don't then what, what are we saying like right <laughs> <laughs> i love it i love yeah. it they do so much for the community and everything um this is this is for like miami and philly like together uh, do you do any like nonprofit or any um charity work as well in either city Yes, I I have done quite a bit <laughs> of okay. charity work. Um, and I like to mentor. So I do a lot with like going into schools, whether it's grade schools, high schools, colleges. On the college level, they, they tend to pay you to come. But when yeah. it comes to the younger grade schools, I used to do a ton of career days. So I was like the career day girl. Like in Philly, all the schools would call me. I would go to all the career days. Um, and just always doing something to like help young students just grow and like teach them about entrepreneurship and let them know that like whatever your passion is, do it. Whatever yeah, you yeah. think you want to do, whatever you love doing, follow it, do it. It will make you happy. It will bring you, you know, peace and joy in your life and you will figure out the rest. Like don't, you don't have to compromise the dream that you have to, uh -huh. to, to build a life like a slave. Like, no, you don't have to do that. Right. And I was going to ask how you engage with the younger audience, but I mean, you kind of just hit some points right there. Like, you know, with making sure you go for your dreams and everything like that. Um, have any of the kids from the career day, like, talk to you, like, on the side, like, hey, you know, I want to know more. I want to, you know, do this when I grow up. And then has there been enough time where you can kind of follow up with them as they grow a little bit older, they, you know, keep in touch or whatever? Oh, my gosh. I was at this entrepreneurship summit, this youth one that I spoke at in Philly. And mm -hmm. um, the young man, his name is Trey. Mm -hmm. The name of his company, dang, I wish I I wish I could remember the name of his company. Anyway, y'all, he blew up. He a multimillionaire now. He retired oh, his mama. Oh, he oh, like 18. Wow. Wow. And how old is Trey Like 14. 13. Okay. Four years. Okay. Wow. So you're really out here putting people on. He, he, I mean, I wasn't like heavily involved in his career or his business at all, but I was at that okay. career day and I was one of the speakers you. at that career day. Um, and he approached me, he asked me, he actually approached me, asked me to be his publicist. And you know what? That's, that's on me. I should have, oh. I should have took, I should have took the opportunity. <laughs> My man, he doing it now. <laughs> You know, but shout outs to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, this one's 
Yeah, that was so true. You know, I should have, I should have rocked with the little boy, but you know, he's he's major now. That his company is, is big. <laughs> That's what's up. But just the yeah. fact that you're able to see, you know, the journey of these young people, and I'm sure it means a lot to you to be able to pour back into them. Yeah. How does it feel? Like at the end of the day, when you lay your head down on your pillow, what is? What do you feel? Do you feel accomplished? Do you feel successful? Do you feel I've got more to do? How do you feel? Like you know overall with what you've been doing so far. So uh, sidebar, by the way, I just found his name. I definitely want to give him his proper shout outs. His company okay. is, is Spiro and his name is Trey Brown. And so I know a lot of us have already heard about him, but he's doing it. He's, mm -hmm. he's doing it. Yep. Shout out to Spiro. Yep. Shout out to Trey. You see this? Yep. But yeah, back to my question. So how do you, how do you feel? Everything you've accomplished so far, how does it make you feel? You know what, ladies, to be honest, I'm always like, I got to do it more. Like, I ain't do it big enough. Like, wait, yeah. nah, I got to, like, I'm always chasing the next thing. Right. Yeah. And so I'm yeah. happy that, like, you know, it's good that we're documenting our stories like this and we have our own YouTube channels because when I need mm -hmm. to, like, motivate myself or inspire myself, I'll go on YouTube and then obviously my videos will pop up and sometimes I'll just sit there and watch myself and I'll be like, I'll be inspiring me, like listening to me, <laughs> talk yeah. to me, you know, mm -hmm. and, and that, that definitely helps me get through those times. So I am mm -hmm. someone who's like, I'm such a big thinker. Like I'm a future, I'm into the future. Mm -hmm. I'm a visionary. I'm so big. So sometimes when you're this big, you're just on to the next thing that you don't take a moment to be like, yo, but you did this. Like you, yeah, you right, did right, things right. that some people won't do ever in their lives. Like right. you've accomplished more in your 34 years of life than some people will ever accomplish, you know? So mm -hmm. I just have to constantly stay in a space of gratitude and I have to continue mm -hmm. to keep myself grounded because if not, then I'm going to, my mind is going to think that I'm not doing enough. Mm -hmm. Right, right, yeah, for sure. It's really a moment of reflection. I think I can relate to that as well. Mm -hmm. You know, just making sure you stay in it, going through it, but then you still have to take time to just be like, you know what? I did a little something, you know? I did that. Yeah, yes. I did that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Yes, ma'am. So what's the plan for the rest of the year? And then also, this is kind of like a double-ended question, what's, what's the next five years look like for you, Danielle? Awesome. So we are gearing up for our very next mastermind, which you are invited to attend. Maybe you could bring okay. the podcast down to Miami. You know, oh, we're going to do um, the yacht thing. We're going to do the exotic car thing. We're going to do the beach thing. And we're going to talk about scaling our businesses, growing our companies, creating this amazing ecosystem and network of like-minded, thriving entrepreneurs. And that is going mm -hmm. to be August 17th through the 19th, right in Miami. So I'm super excited about that. Um, that is always just a transformative environment. And so mm -hmm. I encourage anybody who has never invested in a mastermind, which by the way, it is not a conference. It is not a master class. It is not a, it's, it's none of those things. It is a mastermind, it is in a oh. class of its own. It's a very unique experience. And so I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the opportunity to, again, pour into more people, to bring together a lot of my 
successful, wealthy friends who are also going to pour into these entrepreneurs. And really, we come together to help solve problems in your business, right? So we're not there to clout, oh, I did all this stuff. No, what's not working? What did you fail at last week? What can't you figure out? Where are you hitting your head? And let's find, let's, let's talk about it. Let's find the strategies around it. Let's give you the resources so you can fix that in your business. Because a lot of times for us to get to six, seven figures, it's small little tweaks. It's small little tweaks to get to six. And once you perfect that, once you get to seven, it's just a rinse and repeat. You're just going to do the same thing over and over and over and over. So it's an environment where, you know, we want to, impact them in that way so that they go home, find solutions and have that community. So that's coming up. And then also we're going to then take the mastermind to Accra, Ghana on December 6th through the 12th. And that is going to be like a a cultural exchange. So we are setting up opportunities to co-mingle and network and do business with a community of entrepreneurs who are located in West Africa. And then also take us on an investment tour to stretch people's minds so they can see what they can invest in and um, where their cash flow can go into as they continue to grow their legacy. So those those are my two events for this year. Um, and in between, like all of that is really just perfecting that thing. Me being able to do more speaking opportunities, uh, me being able to connect again with like Black Enterprise and like Rap Snags, um, continue to yeah. do that type of stuff. And uh-huh. I would say, like, over the next five years, so I'm 34, I'll be 35, 36, 37, 39. I'll be 39, I'll be almost 40. Mm. So in five years, <laughs> five years, you know, maybe I hit my billions by then, you know, I'll be billions. So doing that, um, I definitely want to start my own family, you know, within uh, within the five years. And um, I want to get into real estate investing. Okay, yes. Yeah, I want to get into, so I want to perfect my cash flow so that I can invest in real estate and and do some stuff in that area. So those are some of the things that I see myself doing. I love love that for you. Also, like Mm -hmm. how you, you know, are taking it back to the motherland and you're really Mm -hmm. trying to um, inform and educate, you know, people, our people, people of color who, yes. you know, may not have access to, you know, such knowledge. Exactly. So, oh my gosh. You, yes. You're just doing so much. Like, yes. you know, you you deserve a little bit of praise. It's okay. That's what this moment is for. We're going to give you, we're going to give Danielle her praise. Absolutely. Because you deserve a round of applause. You're 34 years in life, girl. You're doing, you doing a lot, girl. You're doing a lot. So that's well, thank us. You. It's very genuinely we appreciate you so much for coming Thank on the you. show. Yes. You know, we just love it. We love the energy. And you, once again, you seem so passionate and um, so motivated and mm. so eager for the next thing. Yeah. So, She's the full package. She's got yeah. her faith is up. Her faith is her up. Her faith is up. Her faith is up. The forefront for everything else. Exactly. So, exactly. It's commendable. It's yeah. very commendable. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, Danielle, once again, thank you for coming on Storm Platform. Yes. We would love to have you again. Go ahead oh. and get the dates for time for um, what is it called again? The specific class, the master. What is it again? Yes, it is Meetup to Millions Mastermind. Our mm-hmm. website okay. and what is, is um, it is 
the number two. So when you go into our website, meetup2millionsmastermind.com, our okay. first one that we have coming up is August 17th through the 19th here in Miami, Florida. And then the second one, rounding out the year, will be December 6th through the 12th in Accra, Ghana. So um, I will be able to provide you all with a nice affiliate link and whatever you like to do with it. I will make sure that the audience gets that and they have an opportunity to attend. But this is also a personal invitation to you, the whole crew, you know, come be a part of the mastermind or just come whenever you decide you want to like come down to Miami, we can do some real cool stuff. We can do some yacht stuff. Y'all can record the podcast on the yacht. You know, we can, we can live it See, I like you because you're about business, but you also can have fun. Yeah, you kind of you kind of merge them both together. You're not a boring person, so I like uh, not at I, all. I like to have fun too. <laughs> we like to have fun. We do business and pleasure. Yeah, the same equally. Yeah, and we get everything done. Yep. So we are right. here for it for sure. <laughs> and then go ahead and shout out um, your social media handles um, just to make sure the audience get those as well. I am on Instagram at DP Jeter. It is just like Derek Jeter. J E T E R. I'm on TikTok at dpjeter underscore, and my Facebook and my LinkedIn are my full name, Danielle Page with an I, Jeter. And the website is meetup2millionsmastermind.com. Love it. Wonderful. Wonderful. Love it, love it. Yes. Once again, Danielle, thank you so very much yes, for being yeah. on our show. You. you know what I'm saying? We love the energy. We love the vibes. Um, and once again, to the viewers, we are trying to give y'all motivational content, inspirational content, and stuff where you can learn, you guys. So Danielle has been doing this for years, mm -hmm. and she's here. She has her conferences going on, and she's here to help y'all. Exactly. All the tips and tricks you need to all make the money and <laughs> Okay? Because we are all about empowering our Absolutely. women. You know what I'm saying? So love to hear it. So once again, guys, in closing, this is your girl, Mia J. And I'm Pamela Nicole. And this has been another episode of... That is the queen. <laughs> <laughs>